beautiful, welcome to my show, Thoughts, Action, Success. This week, we dive deep into the concept of flexing your self-love muscle. In the last episode of Thoughts, Action, Success, I let you in on the secret to life of choosing love over fear. And now I'm going to share that the keystone of this whole practice is choosing to love yourself first. Before we go any further, this isn't about being selfish or self-indulgent. It's all about honouring yourself wholeheartedly, quirks and all. In fact, the way you feel about yourself is so important, it impacts on every area of your life, including your health, wealth and love. That's why flexing your self-love muscle is the next step on this journey I'm taking you on with this show. You go to the gym to work on your biceps, triceps and glutes, and the same principle applies for your self-love muscle. It needs to be worked on regularly. You can't just magically expect to have bulging biceps, toned triceps and firm glutes if you don't do the work. Self-love is exactly the same. A glowing sense of self-esteem and kick-ass self-confidence only come from putting in the work and making it happen. So let's do it, lovely. Throughout the years, I've had a love-hate relationship with myself. At times, I loathed my body, the way I looked, the way I felt, and everything about me. Although on the outside, most people would have thought that I had my life together. On the inside, I was really struggling. It wasn't a fun place to be. So much of what you read says you have to be your own best friend. I thought that's all right for them to say, but how do I actually do this? If you've been in or in that space of thinking that you completely suck, how on earth do you convince your mind otherwise? I love and accept myself wholeheartedly and unconditionally. At times, there was no way I could say that statement out loud, let alone believe it. How many people do you think can truly say they live by such a statement? Based on my experience, not many. Yet if you know how truly magnificent you are, would you be treating yourself very differently? The truth is you are a divine creation of the universe and your uniqueness is your special gift you give to the world. Now, it's all well and good for me to tell you this, but you have to believe it. You have to really feel it with every cell in your entire body. And you have to know deep down at your very core just how truly amazing you really are. Merely saying the words isn't enough. Unfortunately, there's often a little bump in the road to believing the truth about yourself. You guessed it, that voice in your head. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that is precisely the role the voice feels that they have in your life. She latches onto the experiences you've had in life and uses them against you. She pushes on your sore spots to keep you stuck in fear town, especially when it matters the most. She doesn't want you to shine, to choose love, or to be present. Why? Because then she can't run the show. The voice cannot survive in the presence of love, which is why learning to flex your self-love muscle is so important. And remember, it's all about being aware of her voice. Gently closing the door on her and choosing love instead. At the start of my journey, I started by looking closely at my life. I realized that not only did I have limitations in my self-love, I also had no idea how to get it. What I could see, though, was that the way I was treating myself didn't resemble love. I was giving the voice away too much airtime. 
I was self-sabotaging a number of areas of my life and thinking I was not worthy. However, little by little, I started doing things that made me feel good. And I stopped doing the things that made me contract and feel small. When in doubt, this is the first place you need to start. After a friend recommended to me that I read Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, it was perfectly highlighted to me that we're only here on this earth for a short period of time. What we do every second of every minute of every day matters and is shaping how our life unfolds. Of course, what happened in the past, even just one minute ago, no longer matters. The past is just a story we keep telling ourselves. It doesn't actually exist anymore. Neither does the future. What's happening in an hour, tomorrow or next year is just a figment of your imagination. What matters is this precious moment right now. This second, that's all. When you realise you don't have to stress out over what happened in the past and that the future doesn't exist yet, you are left with this beautiful expanse of space in the middle where infinite possibilities are at your fingertips. How exciting. This is where the magic lies, right here in this moment. Everyone's path is different and they must walk it at their own pace. When you've got experience in a certain area, it's only natural to want to share your wisdom and help the people around you. But of course, this usually has the opposite result of what we intend. The problem is, no one likes to be preached to or told what to do. As soon as we are told we should do something, our inner little person stamps her foot, digs in her heels and marches off into the total opposite direction. My coaching clients often talk about this and the frustration they feel as a result. They so badly want their part to help their partner, their parents or their bestie, and they feel they're banging their head against a brick wall trying to help them or fix them. No matter how much they preach, poke and prod, nothing seems to work. They just find themselves completely exhausted and sometimes even alienate their loved ones in the process. I remember when I first started on my path to discovery about mindset and the influence it has on our lives. I was so excited about all the information I was learning that I wanted everyone to jump on board. I would share with everyone whether or not they wanted to listen to my learnings. I'm sure you can imagine how that went down with some people. Then I realised that I'm better focusing on being an example of what is possible and sharing with those who are in the space to want to join me on the journey through my coaching and now with this show. So how do we inspire our loved ones to grow and evolve without constantly nagging them? Here's some of the things I've realized. When it comes to my clients, friends and loved ones, trying to jam our wisdom in their faces isn't going to work. We have to take a different approach. One where softness replaces sternness. Where walk our walk is more important than talking our talk. And where we lead with our hearts, not our heads. Here are three ways, beautiful, that you can lead with your heart and help the people around you. Number one. Be the example. We humans learn best by following someone else. Just as a child mimics those around them, we do the same as adults. So when you choose to focus on inspiring people and leading by example, they are a million times more likely to follow you than if you simply boss and lecture them. The biggest thing to remember is that to be able to inspire someone, you have to genuinely walk your talk and live your message. The best way to inspire someone is to be the living, breathing example. 
But what if you can see someone you love suffering? Is it okay to tell them what to do then? I know it's hard to sit back and let that person go on their own journey, especially when you can see the bigger picture. But the reality is we cannot save another. Sure, we can inspire them, but we cannot save them. You have to be the example, the shining light that inspires that other person into their brilliance. That's all you can do. This is a toughie for those parents out there because they so desperately want to save and rescue their children when they are in need. But by doing that, you're actually doing them a disservice. Yep, it may sound counterintuitive, but it's true. Every time you stop someone else from going through whatever it is they need to go through, you are actually interfering with the soul lesson and growth process and not allowing them to have a true experience. I'm not saying that it's easy. Remember, all you can do is be the light, be that beautiful, shiny beacon ahead for your loved ones. Number two, let them know that you are 100% there for them. When we are processing something, we can feel extremely isolated. So simply letting your loved one know you are truly there for them can be incredibly powerful. Sometimes they might not want to hear it, but keep letting them know that you are there whenever they need you. I do this by sending them text messages or sharing whisper of love images or simply send them love at the end of my meditation. You don't want to be too over the top with this. Know your limits and don't be annoying. Use your intuition and gauge when enough is enough. And number three, I know it can sometimes stay soft. I know it can sometimes feel heart-wrenching and frustrating watching someone struggling, but the last thing you need is they need is you nagging. Remember this when it comes to your loved ones. When they are ready, the universe will send them what they need. Expectation. Defined as an attitude of expectancy or hope, anticipation. Expectations are one of the biggest killers of self-love and relationships. As a fact, I know all too well. Here's a sample of some of the expectations that used to play over and over again in my mental mixtape and which I still have to manage daily. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you lose 10 kgs. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you earn more money. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you're out of debt. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you found your soulmate. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you buy your own home. I will love and accept you, Kirsty, when you go to the gym every day. I would love and accept you, Kirsty, when you have the perfect skin. Sound familiar? These sort of expectations are so common for us as women. I know, I subscribed to them myself for a long time and have to be focused on not renewing that subscription. They are your voice's way of keeping you in the penthouse in Fairtown. And damn, she does a bloody good job of it. When I was thinking about them for the show and what I know now, I realised just how ridiculous they really are. I also can be known to place a boatload of expectations on the people around me. And let me tell you one thing. Expectations fester inside us, slowly eating away at our soul. Let go of your expectations. Open your heart. Stay connected to your truth. And simply communicate your desires from your heart to others and yourself. I do understand how tough it can be to let go of them sometimes. I'm very much a work in progress in this area of my life. When you drop your expectations of both yourself and others, 
You open yourself up to infinite possibilities. You allow the energy to flow freely and more effortlessly. And spontaneity can move through you. But when you are high and mighty with your expectations, you build a dam that blocks that life force. This principle plays out so often in our daily lives, often without us even being aware of it. Expectations are a field day for the voice in your head. Refuse to play her games. Simply release them and show up present and as the most authentic you. Always remember that if you don't have expectations, you can never be disappointed. It's also a good indicator that if you have the expectations that you aren't practicing presence, expectations ruin relationships. So let go of them and allow yourself and everyone else to show up exactly the way they are meant to, then you're allowing yourself to have a true experience. Let's get one thing straight right now. Self-love is not selfish. Self-love is the cornerstone of happiness. However, it's a concept that women really struggle with. But let me break this down for you. In order for you to be the best, happiest, shiniest version of yourself, you need to fill yourself up first so that you are overflowing and bursting with love. If you aren't flexing your self-love muscle and looking after yourself, you will show up to the world as a cranky partner, mother, sister, daughter, colleague or boss. Is this how you want to be? I know that for me personally, I want to show up every single day to the world as the best version of myself. The best partner, sister, daughter, friend, coach, colleague and boss I can be. In order to do this, I have to look after myself and flex my self-love muscle every single day. I can hear all the mothers out there saying, but Kirsty, I have three children. I can't even steal five minutes by myself to go to the toilet in peace. I hear you, lovely. However, just like on the aeroplanes, you have to put on your own oxygen mask first before you help the person next to you. I know that can be a hard concept to grasp, but bear with me. Give it a go for a week and see how you feel. All it takes is five minutes alone with a coffee or maybe even just feeling the sunshine on your face. Commit to that for one whole week and see if you feel the difference. Just because you choose to fill yourself up and address your own needs doesn't mean you love your children any less. It actually means quite the opposite. It means you love your children so much that you want to be fully present and bursting with love when you're with them and give them the absolute best version of yourself because that is what they deserve. Here's a good way to think of it. Imagine a mug of water sitting on a saucer. The mug is overflowing with water and it's pouring out onto the saucer. Because the mug is overflowing, you have extra water in the saucer to give freely to others. But if your mug is only half full, you don't have much to share around. Let's make sure we are overflowing with love first so that we can give from that overflowing place of love. Think about this. Would you rather be with your kids or partner 90% of the time and be bursting with love, patience and present? Or would you rather be with them 100% of the time wanting to rip your hair out? The choice is yours, lovely. I know which one I choose. Being busy doesn't stop mean you stop looking after yourself. It means you fill yourself up even more so you can show up as the best version of you. Does this conversation sound familiar? Hey, how are you? Busy as usual yourself? 
yeah, really busy. Life's just crazy, you know. Yep, I totally get it. It's crazy busy. We live in a world where it's not only cool to be busy, it's glorified. It's the first thing we say when we greet each other. You're given a pat on the back, you pull a hefty 13-hour day or an all-nighter, and if you're rushed around like a mad thing to meet a deadline, we wear our busyness like a badge of honour and we'll proudly tell everyone in our lives how crazy and hectic things are. For me, there's nothing glamorous or sexy about being busy. In fact, it's something that I'm currently focused on working on to make the changes in my life to address this. I don't want to be run off my feet, stressed out and overwhelmed. Instead, I want to move through my day with ease and grace. How much nicer does that sound to you? It's definitely pretty damn attractive to me right now. While we're busting through myths and misconceptions, let's debunk another one. Life isn't about trying to find balance either. I think the idea of striving for balance is unrealistic and kind of destructive. Besides, it doesn't even exist. It's just another thing women use to compare ourselves with each other. We even use it as a self-inflicted weapon to make ourselves feel guilty and unworthy. I spent way too much time at work this week. I'm such a bad mother. I didn't take off my to-do list today. I'm such a failure. Can you believe the awful things that voice in our head says to us sometimes? The fact is there are times when my work requires more of me. There are also times when my family and friends need me more. And everything else gets put to the side so I can show up fully for them. I believe it's all about being present and riding the waves of life. Sometimes one particular area will call for more energy and more love. And it's our job to be so aware and tuned in that we can recognise it and act accordingly. It's all about being adaptable and less rigid. Instead of rigidly striving for balance, tune into the natural ebbs and flows of life. That's where the magic is. Ready to take action? If you want to ditch the feeling of being overwhelmed, and avoid the busyness trap once and for all and supercharge your productivity while you're at it, try these seven hot tips. Number one, start using a planner. Whether that be a physical diary or a digital version, whichever works for you. But due to the fact that there is no denying we now live in a fast-paced world where things move and change all the time and constantly crossing out and writing over things takes time and can look overwhelming. A digital planner makes it so easy to move things around. Plus, you can sync it across all your devices, which makes it, makes it easy to access. You can also send calendar invites to other people so they don't miss your meeting and catch up. And the best part is that you can share your calendar with your family members, making it super easy to know what's on and when. Number two, make sure you schedule in time for you. I know I've said it before, and I know it sounds ridiculous that we have to actually schedule in downtime, but we do. If we don't, it doesn't happen. I personally make sure my exercise and self-love hour is added to my calendar. Otherwise, I know it will just fall by the wayside. Set yourself up for success by scheduling in your self-love time today. You can also make it a recurring task, which saves you time and makes sure these essential activities are always front and centre in your day. Number three, delegate. Totally put my hand up and say that I struggle with this, but I know that I have to embrace it so that I'm able to focus my attention on what I love and am best at. To make this shift for yourself, work out what you love doing in your business job. If you love writing and creating content and don't necessarily love doing the accounts, then hire someone else to do it. 
You need to stay in your zone of genius and stop wasting your precious time doing things you don't enjoy. Life's too short to do anything that doesn't light you up. Number four, ask for help. There's a common misconception that we have to do it all alone and that if we don't, we're a failure. This is BS. When you really let go of that belief and simply ask for help when you need it, you can avoid burnout and stop overwhelming its tracks. Give it a go. Asking for help isn't an act of weakness. It's an act of self-love. Number five, brain dump. Every morning, do a brain dump into an online task management app. This can help stop your brain swirling into overwhelm and falling into that unproductive busyness trap. Number six, meditate. Want to supercharge your productivity? Meditate. But let me guess, you're too busy and don't have time, right? Wrong. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. Though we all, of course, have varying amounts of fullness. It's about prioritizing yourself, scheduling it in your calendar, then showing up every single day. Number seven, eat your frog first. Once you get all your tasks out of your head and into your task management app, via whichever device you prefer to use, you need to start organizing them. Divide your brain dump into three categories. Tasks you don't like but are important, they're the frogs. Tasks you like and that are important, tasks you like but are unimportant. Once you've got your list organized, it's time to prioritize the sections. The most important place to start, the frogs. These are the things you don't enjoy, but that actually really need to be done. They're the ones you aren't motivated to do and that send you spiraling into the world of procrastination. In fact, they can hang over your head all day and fill you with guilt, yet you still can't bring yourself to actually get them done. So how do we actually finish our frogs? Frogs need structure around them to ensure that they actually get finished. You can create the motivation you need to make them happen by either transforming them into something desirable, say turning your housework into a dance session by playing your favourite music while you do it. I'm known to do this. Or by sitting in the sun while doing your admin and invoices with a coffee and your favourite tunes or podcasts playing in the background. In his book, Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy suggests that the best habit to get into is eating your frogs first thing in the morning, which is exactly how I like to structure my to-do list. Not only does it mean you get the icky stuff over with first, leaving you free to do the things you enjoy without a cloud of guilt hanging over your head, but it's also incredibly rewarding. When the first, Within the first hour or so of my workday, I already feel like I've made great headway, and that surge of momentum helps me glide through the rest of my day with ease and grace. Bonus tip, ban the B word. I'm also focused on eliminating the word busy from my vocabulary. It is helping a lot. Try it if you like. And next time someone asks how you are, try not responding with, oh, I'm so busy. Instead, connect with how you're actually feeling and go from there. So now we know that self-love is essential and it's definitely not selfish. How do you actually create more of it in our lives? Ultimately, you want to be choosing love over fear in every single moment. As I introduced in my previous show, However, the self-love tools I'm going to introduce you to are going to help you become a love magnet. Magical meditation. Meditation's power lies in its ability to help us notice and ultimately quieten the endless voice chatter that goes on in our minds. Often we get so used to this background noise that we're not even aware of it anymore, which creates the perfect conditions 
for the voice to take over. It's this fear-based mental chatter that for some people can't be the greatest source of stress in our lives. Thankfully, meditation is one of the simplest tools to still your mind. Master the voice in your head and bring you back to present moment awareness. Once awareness rises, so does wisdom, and the wisdom and creativity that come from meditation are extremely powerful and transformational. Meditation brings you back to the present moment and is a breeding ground for miracles. Meditation is one of Mother Nature's most powerful medicines and has no apparent side effects. It's been scientifically proven that meditation helps calm the mind and de-stress the body. It also helps regulate blood pressure, lowers depression, reduces the relaxation response and rewires the circuitry of your brain, enhances positive emotions, increases overall life satisfaction, and that's just for starters. Make no mistake, it's the fastest, easiest and cheapest way to master the voices in your head and flex your self-love muscle. There is no pill, potion, quick fix or supplement that can create this type of internal alchemy. It's truly in a class of its own. But there's a reason why so many people don't do it. It takes dedication, commitment and persistence. You have to regularly commit to sitting yourself down, gently closing the door on the voice in your head and focusing on your breath or mantra. This is the work we need to do in order to cultivate beautiful relationships with ourselves and to master our voice. And I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's not easy. I meditate twice a day, more if I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Since I've been doing this practice, I've noticed the changes. I'm calmer, more grounded, less stressed, and generally a lot nicer to be around. I think that's a mega bonus. This sort of commitment takes discipline and courage. You can't let your voice fill your head with excuses as to why you shouldn't meditate. The emails can wait. The to-do list will still be there when you're done. And the house will get cleaned. Everything in divine time. Nothing is more important than turning inward and connecting with your true essence. That is where the magic lies. That is the magical spot that oozes sweet nectar. That is where the miracles occur and the manifestation begins. Regularly tapping into it will lead you down the path of bliss. There is no other answer. Meditation is the key. It's important to note that thoughts are part of meditation. So if thoughts keep popping up, great. Simply observe them, allow them to be there, then let them go. Don't think you can't meditate or that you're not doing it right. You're doing just fine. Thoughts are part of the process. The difference between a newbie meditator and a seasoned pro is that the seasoned pro notices the thoughts pop up and simply releases them. They don't engage with them and run off with the story. As a newbie, a thought might pop up, which will then ignite a feeling, which leads to them running off with the story and off down the rabbit hole of mental head voice chatter. The trick is that when thoughts pop up, and they will, don't engage with them. Gently let them go and bring your attention back to the present moment by focusing on your breath. It's important to have fun with meditation and don't take it too seriously. With commitment to yourself, it can become the most rewarding part of your day. These days, I actually look forward to my sessions and can't wait to dive into the peaceful, blissed out space. Get grateful. Gratitude is a powerful force. When you are grateful, you become a laser-charged magnet for more things to be grateful for. 
Being grateful helps you see the good and get perspective on life. It allows you to see the light even when times can feel really dark. For example, it's tough to feel bad about your flabby arms when you're grateful for your four working limbs. It reminds you to thank others. Never underestimate the simple act of saying thank you to someone who's helped you in some way. We humans love to be acknowledged and appreciated, and your simple act of kindness could really change the course of someone's day. Bonus, make someone else happy in turn, makes you even happier. It forces you to take stock of all the brilliant things in your life. It's easy to get caught up in focusing on all the things you don't have, rather than noticing the wonderful things you do have. Constantly focusing on what you don't have energetically emphasizes your lack, giving you more of it. But when you consciously express what you are truly grateful for, you are saying a big fat thank you to the universe and becoming a magnet for more of that goodness to come into your life. It's a win-win. In order to experience more joy, happiness and love in your life, you must adopt an attitude of gratitude. My life didn't start to flow until I really got serious about gratitude. Follow these steps to cultivate an elegant gratitude practice. Step one, commit lovely. Choose a time within your day that is your designated gratitude time. You can do it first thing in the morning, in the shower, after your meditation, in the car, during the commute to work or school drop-off, over the dinner table, or even just before bed. But the nice thing about doing it first thing in the morning, though, is that it sets the tone for the day ahead and sends you out into the world with a full and grateful heart. Step two, just do it. As with meditation, that voice in your head will make up hundreds of excuses as to why you can't do it. Don't listen to her excuses, lovely. Just do it every single day. Remember, consistency counts. Step three, write it down. There have been times when I've simply listed what I'm grateful for out loud or rattled them off in my head. That's definitely better than nothing. But there is something even more powerful about actually writing it down in a journal. The simple act of putting pen to paper is making an even more powerful declaration to the universe. Step four, get a buddy. Every morning you could text each other a list of the things you're grateful for. This is all about holding each other accountable. Step five, keep going. When things start to flow, don't get ahead of yourself. Keep showing up every day. The whole idea of a gratitude practice really is quite simple, but don't let its simplicity deceive you. It's a beautiful thing to do. You can even use it as a conversation starter at your next dinner party. Everyone sits down and you share each one thing they're grateful for. How beautiful would that be? Gratitude and meditation are the two cornerstones of my self-love practice. But there are so many other ways you can flex your self-love muscle and get it in seriously good shape. To round this out this show, I just want to share with you some brilliant ways to shower yourself with love and fall head over heels with the amazingness of you. Number one, use affirmations. Stand in front of the mirror, stare into those gorgeous eyes of yours and repeat any of these affirmations. I love and accept myself unconditionally and wholeheartedly right now. I am perfect exactly the way I am. Joy is my barometer for deep self-love. I inhale love, I exhale fear. I do all things with love. I choose love over fear in every moment. 
My thoughts create my reality, so I choose only loving thoughts that are going to deeply support and nourish me. I open my heart to love. Repeat, repeat, and repeat again. But don't just say the words. Really feel them with every fibre of your being. Affirmations might seem simplistic, but they can be truly powerful. Be sure to utilise the potency of affirmations by putting them all around your house. Write them on post-it notes and stick them to your fridge and mirror. Or your screensaver on your phone or as your desktop on your computer. You can set them as reminders on your phone and get them to go off several times throughout the day. You can also head to the Thoughts Action Success Facebook group and download my Whispers of Love and stick them around your home or office. Number two, quit picking on you. We're all going to stuff up, fall down and make mistakes. That's life. Striving for perfection is neither realistic or healthy. What's perfect anyway? Your idea of perfect is different from someone else's, so let go of striving for perfection. Perfectionism is based on fear, which means it's a perfect trigger for voice activity. When bad stuff happens, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and cut yourself some slack, lovely. Remember there are no mistakes, just opportunities for evolution. Choose to see your mistakes or failures as an opportunity for growth. Number three, daily hour of love. Every day, do one thing for you. Whether it's going for a walk in nature, sitting having a coffee in the sun, calling your bestie for a chat, having a bath, reading a book, or doing your favourite yoga class. Schedule some time every day just for you. I like to call this the hour of love. Sometimes I only get 15 minutes. But I'm okay with that. It's better than nothing, right? Fill yourself up so you are bursting with love. It's essential in order to live your best life. Number four, get still. Do you know that we have between 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day? That's a lot of voice chatter going on. Just sitting in stillness for at least 10 minutes each day will do you the world of good. These precious minutes can greatly change how your day unfolds. So often we fill any gaps in our day with social media scrolling and constant email checking. Yep, I'm guilty of this. Instead, next time you have a moment of time, just sit, close your eyes and breathe. You don't need to fill every moment. This creates no opening for miracles to occur. Number five, pull yourself up. When you notice yourself buying into those old stories and limiting beliefs, catch yourself. Within that moment of awareness, you have a choice to either engage with those stories that voice in your head is trying to tell you, or flip them around. Say, for example, the thought, I'm not smart enough to start my own business, pops into your head. Reprogram that to, I am a smart, intelligent woman who is perfectly capable of following my heart and starting my dream business. Remember the thoughts you choose to think are yours, and you have the choice to choose again. Number six, watch the voices in your head. Those voices are super manipulative. They will sneak into your mind and camouflage get up and plant seeds of doubt whenever they can. As soon as you spot the warning signs of its presence or catch it in the act, gently close the door on it. Thank it for piping up and remind it you're going to choose love instead. Number seven, let go. Letting go of hurt and pain is the, and anger is the key to your freedom. Letting go helps piece the hurt and shattered parts of your heart back together. Holding on to the past energetically attaches you to these old stories. 
Choosing to let go and liberating yourself. When you let go of past hurt from someone else, you're freeing yourself. You aren't necessarily condoning what the person did, but you are simply freeing yourself from the ties that bind the two of you. I'll talk more about this in a future show. Number eight, stop playing small. There is only one you. And you, my darling, are amazing. Shine your bright light and show this world what you're made of. Your role on this planet is to share your unique gifts with the world and now is the time to do it. Don't let that voice make you shrink. You are perfect, just the way you are. You don't have to hide yourself to protect others' feelings. You shining actually allows them to shine also. Be brave and celebrate your greatness. In doing so, you liberate others to do the same. So let me just recap the key takeaways from this show. Self-love is not selfish. It is the very act of loving yourself wholeheartedly and unconditionally. Self-love is about cultivating a meaningful relationship with yourself. Flexing your self-love muscle is a daily practice and through meditation and gratitude, you are strengthening that muscle. Drop your expectations and open yourself up to spontaneity and magic. Gratitude creates more things to be grateful for. I would love you to join me again next Saturday at 10am Queensland time for the next edition of Thoughts, Actions, Success, where we will delve deep into dialing up your worthy meter In the meantime, join me in the Thoughts, Actions, Success Facebook group for exclusive access to further inspiration from this episode. Have a fantastic rest of the weekend, and we will talk again soon.